Welcome to Stuck at Home with Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman. Huzzah! Welcome to a new episode of Stuck at Home with me, Cliff Dorfman, and uh, this guy. Me, the guy selling bootleg PS5s and Xbox Series Xs out of the back of his trunk. Jason eBay Smith. me, bitches! You got that? <laughs> that Walmart thing was a joke. How you doing? Who are we? I'm good. Are we, I'm good. Jason? We're the pod that tells you all about the shows you love and we want you to love. And we tell you all about the streaming wars, what to stream and where to stream it. So, Cliff. <gasps> yes. I yes. am uh, I'm doing nothing but Spider-Man uh, for the near future. But I do want to know what you're stuck at home watching today. Well, I got a new list. I, I figure like we're gonna do the list regular reg that that's one of those words I have a problem with. Regularly. Yeah. I yeah, regular regular. Yeah, you see? Regularly. Yeah, regular. Now there that you've said it, you've I've lost it. Yep. Syllabic satiation satiation. Syllabic Syllabic. It's either sil I think it's syllabic. Syllabic said now I can't pronounce anything. No, Damn, no, no, now now they all turn to sounds. So um <laughs> no, I um so I told you guys everybody I bought an Xbox. Um I didn't want to admit that I also bought a PS5. I ordered them a long, long time ago. The day that they came out, I pre-ordered justifications. Everything. Go on. Um and I would I would Don't do it anyway. Me. I also have an <laughs> iPhone 12 that came in today. How the is Max, that? the Mac I don't know. It's it's still doing its thing. It's copying all the stuff over, but I got another one. Uh and it, today's the first day they're out, and I got one of those too. I am a tech nerd. I love this stuff, and uh, I'll tell you this: PlayStation Five looks really cool. Play Spider Man, good enough for me. Xbox, kind of boring. Uh, doesn't really do anything, but it looks cute, and uh, um, it loads up games real fast. I can play basketball really, really fast if I want to. Like, I can just go in there, and go play it now. I don't have to wait. Oh, really? Yeah, that's, that's that, those that's, are the good things of it. But that's um, cool. I, I have seen on eBay that these things are going for like 2000 bucks a pop, uh, which no is rush. insane to me. Yeah. No rush. I'm There's good. nothing to rush into. I, you, I have to get it because my tech FOMO is so gross um, that I've had since I was a kid mm -hmm. uh, that I have to get these things the day they come out um, or it just breaks my heart. Uh, but at the same time, I am already bored with them and they don't have anything for me. You can wait. I promise. Yeah, they're really, they're not, they're not up to date on doing the games at the same time as the hardware launch. On top of that, let me tell you this, very, very, very um, poor showing by Walmart with their drops yesterday. Oh, Tech-wise, yeah, horrible. I mean, I had it in me. How many times did you have a PS5 in your cart? Uh, all three times that I tried. Right. And, and each time, they don't let you buy it. They didn't let me buy They They got to that point, and then it just froze the screen, and then I yep. refreshed, refreshed, refreshed. By the time I could check out, error, it's done. Yeah, it's out of stock. Exactly. Exactly. So, Dan, I would love to, you know what? I might do that. The beards of, uh, the Jason beards of Instagram. Um, I love that. And, you know, well, Jason right. set me straight on my beard today. Too, Black Logan, to too. Um, I, oh my goodness. I, uh, I ran a, um, one of the other things we do with Starburns is we do, um, we do a simulcast with a Jeff Cesario and Adam Felber playing characters doing simulcast. And last week we did the Packers 49ers game. And I didn't know half the people on the, on the team. Like they were, we were making jokes. Like they're just hiring people out of San Francisco, barbacks, whoever, because there's so many injuries on that team from the quarterback on down. Nobody's, nobody's playing anymore, but I got a rep. I'm going to, whether they make it to the Super Bowl or they, or they make it to their own, um, you know, own car in the back, you know, in the parking lot afterwards and don't die. 
I got them. And uh, mm-hmm. Madam Cheese, what's up? How are you doing? Thank you for Madam coming Cheese. on. Madam Cheese, I like that name. By the way, let me tell you, when there's a lot of injuries on a team and you have to go deep into, into the depth, uh, what do they call it? Depth roster? What is, what is the it? roster. Deep yeah, into well, the it's roster. Deep, the depth chart. Yep. When you got to go deep into the depth chart, that's redundant. You when you go, what really? Maybe it's not. Okay. You yeah. go deep into the depth chart. That's where something exciting could happen. Some motherfucker's been waiting for his, you know, his chance. That's and he's Colin, like, oh, you know what? I'm ready. I've been training where, for this my whole life. Sorry, go. That's where Colin Kaepernick came from. That's where. Uh, see? That's where uh, Tom Brady came from. You know, they're know great that, players. Yeah. You see, I'm right. It happens to follow sports. Or sometimes you just get a random dude um, like Mullins who just throws it to the other people every time. And you're just like, okay, great. It's going to be that day. You see, I don't know who exactly you're talking about because I don't like sports. But what you're saying is when guys make it look that easy, where you're like, I could do that. Oh, that's yeah. that's the, the the next level of performance where it's just genius and God and you don't know yeah. what's going on. Some people can do it. Some people, any given Sunday, that's where that phrase comes from, right? You've heard the phrase, any given Sunday. I like that. Uh, a hero will rise, right? Well, and that's the whole idea, right? Any given Sunday, you could have a, a person like Jamie Foxx in that movie right. um, who t- takes over for LL Cool J, right? It happens. Right, and you're the not new Not very shit. often, but it happens. Yeah, you're the new thing. Yeah, exactly. And then you're not. Yeah, you're, you know, Melissa McCartney. <laughs> McCarthy, not McCartney. Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, she's like, Melissa any given McCarthy. Sunday. Melissa McCarthy, she just came out of nowhere on Bridesmaid. She's been doing fucking oh, all that, yeah. that Gilmore Girl shit for 10 years, and nobody ever thought twice about her. She goes and fucking does a little bit of Kristen Wiig shit, and now she's a big thing. I, I never got Gilmore Girls. That's one of those Lauren Graham things. She's bup, bup, a, uh, I like a bop, 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 bop. I like it because that's the same way with the Maisel. Bop, 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 See, bop, I don't bop, think bop, it is. Bop, 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 bop. I don't think it is. I think it has a different rhythm because uh, I, Lauren Graham is like an anti-Cliff pill. Oh, it's yeah. like, I can't, I can't. It's like against everything I stand for. I can't watch her. I, oh. I have to watch Bad Santa because she's in it. Uh-huh. But that's it. Otherwise, I can't. I, I, uh, I don't know what it is about her. I don't, I'm not attracted to her. But I don't care but, about that. Be but, great. Uh, no, no. What I, well, this, cause it's just a weird thing about, I'm about to say it. So I want to just justify <laughs> it, but I think she's a pretty lady, but she, she reminds me of my mom and my aunt. So you don't want to watch like, her all the time? No, she just, the way she talks and the way she sounds in her face. Mm-hmm. So I see her and I, it's, I'm reminded of my mom. And so it's just a weird thing. And like, it's not like anything other than that. There's no Oedipus or Oedipal <laughs> situation there, but no it's one just one of those things there. I see. And like, I'm instantly like, Oh, mom's talking about, I wish I, I wish I had a Rory. Um, yeah. <laughs> my Rory just says, shut up, you stupid bitch. All right. I'm doing a, how you doing? I'm good. I'm, I'm good. good. So, so, it's a good you week know, so it's far. been a big week so but far like and it's been these, a lot of stuff, but I like these no guest yeah. Fridays. Yeah. Everybody who managed to stick it out with us yesterday with Dr. Katz, <laughs> he's a really great dude. And I apologize for the audio on there. And uh, he's an interesting cat, man. Interesting cats. I, listen, I enjoy interesting cats. Good one. Okay. So should we get into some stuff? I mean, like, how do you want to roll this? Because there's always like, oh, we have a whole episode. And then it's like, are we done? So yeah. let's, let's, let's. I want to get into, I wanna get into your list. I want to get into your list, your must watch list. Okay. So I'm I was gonna- saying that. But regularly, I'm going to start doing this for our listeners and our viewers because you know every week it changes. So let's go ahead, Jason. So yeah, let's 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 do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna put up some stuff, and it's gonna probably cover my face, or I'll make it scroll down, <laughs> which is fine. I don't care. But I wanna I wanna put this list up for you. We're gonna talk. We're gonna kind of go through this for this week. This is stuff to catch up on. Okay. All right. Okay. So you want me to start, and then you'll put it up. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna go Moonbase. This is on the must watch. So we're gonna go Moonbase eight. Right. And then we're going to go. So, so let's, 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 let's talk through it. I, I got an idea. Okay, here. good. So let's I'm going to put them down on the bottom. 
And we'll uh, talk through each. So why don't you lead me into each? All right. Let me let me technology the shit out of this real quick. I like that. All right. So, so we're going to put it on the crawl. So the first one I want to talk about is Moonbase 8. Now, I have not had the opportunity to watch this yet. So I would like to get your kind of impression. Is this good? It's great. It's on must watch. It's uh, It starts off a little like, what am I watching? But again, it's like the same thing uh, that uh, John C. Riley always does. It's a, a little slower, a little offbeat. The people are, um, you know, a lot of open wounds. And you're like, am I supposed to laugh at this? Because it's almost like cringy. Okay. But it's so smart. And it's so, and the fact that they got picked and they have this thing that they're doing where they're rotating uh, crew members out. So you think people are series regulars and then in one way or another, it's, you know, they're, they're not. So drop me a premise on this one um, while, okay. I, while I show the pre- trailer, me- because I'm not clear on this one as a composed, you know, and then we could talk about some of the other ones that are doing, you know, okay. this, but t- tell me what, the, what is this show about? This show is about the fact that we are, NASA decided to go to the moon again and set a bases there. And from those bases, I think we're going to be going from jumping to Mars possibly. But these are moon bases being set up by NASA to train people to go build the moon base and live on the moon base that is existing on the moon. So it's like a day after tomorrow. And all these camps, these moon bases have been set up in uh, you know particular uh, geographical locations that would mimic the moon's atmosphere, not atmosphere, but, uh, desolation. Exactly. Isolation, desolation, terrain, uh, and, and some weather conditions, I imagine. And they have these people. So then it's a kind of ragtag crew. You know, there's a captain who used to be, uh, that's John C. Riley, a helicopter operator. He served, he was a veteran, but he also had a tour belly, a tour business, helicopter tour business that went belly up in Hawaii. And his wife and his kid, he's going through a bad divorce. He lost the town home. I relate to him a lot. You know, it's funny. <laughs> I actually know somebody that had a very similar story. I worked with his wife who left him eventually. <laughs> yeah. He he's like, we've all had stuff go wrong. We've all had tour, uh, <laughs> He's got tour businesses, tour helicopter businesses go belly up because we forgot to pay taxes. <laughs> like, you know, you're like, okay, that's okay. Did you really do that? Cause that's terrible. And I could kind of get it, <laughs> you know, like, oops, right. <laughs> like he's got nothing to go back to. And then there's Fred Armisen who is a uh, Dr. Hanai and his dad was part of the original NASA uh, moon project. And he's a big famous doctor. And this guy's trying to live up to his father's footsteps. The other guy is like a Bible thumper, Jesus dude who like and, wants and to spread. Tim Heidecker. Tim Heidecker. And they all created it together. And he wants to spread the gospel up on the moon. And he's got the 12 or 10 kids. And the pastor's like now living at his house. And basically, you know, he thinks he's like, oh, is this guy moving in? And he's getting ready to go to the moon. And they're trying, they're preparing to go to the moon. But all these people keep coming and then going to the moon and they're staying. You right, know, so they, like, so yeah. people come through and like they 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 think they should be the next people to the moon, but they're they're just not. Yes, exactly. Okay, now I'm gonna ask the biggest question here, and I think this is the question that everybody's going to ask you: Space Force. That's the thing that I'm going to compare it to. I know it's not Space Force; it doesn't sound anything like Space Force, but it's a comedy built around going to space. So. If, oh. if How does it compare to Space Force? Okay, yes, you're right. It's two totally different uh, uh, balls of wax. Hi, Linda. Two totally, di- you know, apples and oranges in the sense, yeah, it's space. But Space Force is a very straightforward kind of serialized uh, show that the backdrop is the Space Force, and they're trying to get to space. He's trying to get... This is a... And it's also very much more like... Um, I was going to say it's not The Office, though. I'm trying to find something that Space Force is like. I will say that both of those shows 
are unique unto themselves. The only right. thing they share in common is space. Yeah, space, because even you look at the cinematography, Space Force is very plush. It looks very rich, you know, like you don't appreciate how rich it is. And I think that's what they're going for. You could see on the color palette there, you know, how they design that world. And it's just like, it's very rich, but everything's just out of reach. On Moon Base 8, it is like just drab. It's like they're in the worst. You, they could be in the desert anywhere. This is New Mexico. It could be, it's like any of the worst place you can imagine is where they are. Right. And it feels very slow paced. And the events that happen are not like the biggest event that happens is like they think there's, I mean, there's some big events, by the way. And there's some events that are almost surreal. So there's a certain uh, amount of surrealism that exists in Moonbase 8 mm. that does not exist in Space Force. Right. Well, the one thing I wanted to, and I guess this is what I'm curious about, because based on just what you're saying, there, Space Force is a very plotty comedy. Like, it's almost not funny. It's got to drive a whole bunch of story. Yes. Is, this looks to me like a hangout comedy. That's exactly right. Well you know, said. where people are just, you know, even though it's it's desolate, but it's a lot of people just hanging out and talking and being funny. Yes, but also just don't lock yourself in for that because then someone might have yeah. a violent uh, turn. Right. But it's more of a hangout comedy vibe than it is the the more plotty, like, story-driven you, show. You never leave the base. Right. Got it. You never leave the moon base. It's one big bottle episode, everybody. Yes, and it's six, or is it eight, six episodes? That's it. It's not that, you know, it's a two and a half hour watch. You know, it's like a two and a half hour film of funny stuff. Nice. The people in that show are so funny, right? That's what I'm saying. I like everything. I mean, look, that, that show that Fred Armisen did with his wife, uh, you know. Portlandia. Uh, Maya Rudolph. Uh, yeah, Portland, which I love. Not Portlandia. No, the new one that they did oh. about Afterlife. I, but, I mean, we're not doing the look it up thing, but the last one they did, it obviously got canceled because he's doing this. But to me, I like everything Fred Armisen does. He's always funny to me. You oh, know? that forever? Uh, yes. Forever? Yes, exactly. And it obviously didn't go any further. And, and you know, they, they had set it up that it could have, but I guess it didn't get renewed. Now he's doing this. I'm kind of on board. And then John C. Riley, to me, it's like, you know, what what... How do you not watch that guy for however long he's doing something? Right. Plus him and Tim are so good together. Um, you know, did you ever watch the stuff that Tim Heidecker and... Um... No, that's... I, I was not familiar with Tim Heidecker. I was like, well, this guy is very interesting. I never saw him. He's obviously some kind of weird genius that I just don't know about. Yeah, he... he this is... Um, you've heard the show probably. You may not have watched the show, but it's uh, Tim Heidecker uh, did... Is part of the Tim and, Tim, Tim and Eric. No. No, uh, awesome me. show. Good job. Okay. So here I got a, an easier one for you. I'm going to, I'm going to show you something. Cause I, I'm a very good, I know way too much about this. Yeah. I really like the guy. So one of the things he was in, he was in um, Jordan Peele's latest horror movie. Mm -hmm. uh, the one with the, the, uh, the people us. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. It just uh, was not for me. Terry Crews, right? Terry Crews is the guy that's in. Oh, uh, I love Terry Crews. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay, so I'll so give you an example. You I'm going to give you a quick example of some, Tim some humor. Some, some Tim Heidecker. Uh, this, is, this, is, this is who Tim Heidecker is. This new Old Spice Shaper is so amazing, it'll shave off every hair on your face. <laughs> oh, no. I'm a hair. You're about to get down. Oh, no. Ah! 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 We sure had a lot of fun times together, didn't we? Remember that time in the amusement park? What is this? Best day of my life. <laughs> I'm sorry! Who's ah! Spice Electric Shaver? It's sharp. That's one sharp shaver. What is this to do with Tim Heidegger? 
No. <laughs> that was a, that was a Terry Crews. I did. That's that, Tim Heidecker is, directed that. He wrote that. Oh, he wrote I all see. of those. That's his humor. Yeah, that's his humor. That's his sense of humor. Um, Tim and uh, yeah. So here, I'm going to do one more thing for you. Really? And then show you why. I, I, not that. Oh, <laughs> ouch. Really? I don't want to say that again. Oh, you'll never have to see that one again. No, I like Terry Crews though. I mean, the guy, the guy's naturally funny. Voice, actions, timing, everything. Just naturally funny. Yeah. Okay. There's a, there's also this, this person named Brule, Brule. Um, I'm going to do one more for you. We'll do it in just a second, but it's, uh, just because we got a little time, we could actually show some stuff and talk about it. But they do this weird character, and he's been around for a little while. Um, who he just is kind of like this crazy. Well, when you critic. say they, set it up a little. Tim and Eric, okay. who who create a lot of this stuff alongside John C. Riley, also have this. I'm mean, I'm probably right, breaking you right now, which is okay with me. Um, I don't know what you mean. Like, because I'm like you're going to realize just how stupid my sense of humor really is. Oh, I see. Uh, so we're looking at, oh, I, I wish I could have telepathy. Then I could think about a food and it would you gotta set up the show. fly and appear. It's just, uh, it is literally just John C. Riley sitting there having thoughts behind a really fake looking background. Voice. Yeah, but it was Say, like, nah, adults nah. Swim, right? <laughs> adults weren't giving crazy face. I can't have. This I remember. <laughs> a little. <laughs> right. This I remember. That I remember. So that's what that was. Was yep. the Tim, that was called Tim and Eric Awesome Show. That's where that. Tim, uh, Tim and Eric Awesome Show. Good job. That's where that John C. Riley character came from. Yep. Didn't they do a whole show with that guy? Yep. They did a whole show with that. Steve. And Rule. that's Tim Heidecker. That's Tim Heidecker. He's a very funny guy. So um, and this weird. was like him out stepping out front now yeah. in front of the camera yeah. and doing this. I got to tell you, they're great together. They're so weird. There's so much off there. It's uh, I guess it's kind of like the quintessential of now because I didn't know this was them. And then coming together with Fred Armisen, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's something uh, I, I got to say, there's something special. I still think about the show. So th- this is not for everyone, but I'm putting it on my must watch. You know, I'm a little, you know, um, uh, pretentious. Hey, listen, I, uh, I am, I am glad you are because I watch that crazy shit all the time and, um, I need, I need you to bring good stuff. Okay. Um, so let's go to something else. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Do you want to ask anything else about Moonbase? Oh, no. I think that that's good. I want want everybody to watch it and enjoy. But let's talk about Fargo. You uh, keep going back and forth on this one. Yeah, but after this episode, uh, I went to watch the whole season. Coincidentally, which I don't believe in coincidences, uh, it has the least amount of Chris Rock. Mm. And it is the most about Jason Schwartzman and his brother and their relationship. And it's a very interesting, well-paced show, but it all, uh, you know, episode, but it also uh, connects together a lot of the thread that I was not necessarily loving, 
I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, as I was watching it, it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Like, you took a while to get here. And if you're not a loyal fan, you might not have stayed this long. But what I'm going to tell you now why it's made it onto must watch is because you can just binge all of this and get right, right through it and know it's going towards someone real, you know, somewhere really good and worth your time. Got it. Oh, well, I'm. So this is. So this means that. And how close are we to the end? Or is this. Was that the last episode? No, there's definitely at least one or two more. One or two more. Okay. But you feel so, like. But... You feel like this episode justifies the journey. Yeah. So far. For sure. Okay. For sure. Um, there, no, it can't, no way it could have ended on that. There's too many loose ends. And there are a lot of Easter eggs in this. You know, there's some Fargo Easter eggs and there's some interesting. Um, uh, yeah. I, I feel like. You know, I've been waffling. <laughs> hey, I get it, man. Lingleberry uh, pancakes. I've been I've been pancaking a little, and I have now climbed over the fence and said all of Fargo this season is must watch. But again, I want to put a caveat. It's an it's a slight asterisk, which is it's not the other seasons. It's just better than a lot of the other things that are available to you now. Right. It's not the best thing ever. But it's it's much better than a lot of stuff that's going on. It's not the best version of this show, but it's a good version. It's a good show. That's exactly right. All right. That's exactly All right. right. All right. So I'm going to let you do this one because yeah. <laughs> I know you've been waiting. Family Guy, yeah, the new season, I have to say, and I was a little, I'm a family guy. So, so taking in, into account that I'm a loyal, you know, Family Guy, American Dad uh, fan. Been watching the show since episode one. I'm in love with it. It's everything about it I love. Um, that being said, last season I felt, and even a little of the season before, I felt it was just maybe some people getting tired or you know something, but I was still watching it. I still liked it. They've come back very hard this season. And I would say, even if you don't look at other seasons, just click on this season. I think there's three or four episodes now. Mm-hmm. And uh, every one of them is must-watch. I mean, you're talking about an hour of TV tops if you watch right. all three. If you like adult basically. animation. Yep. But you recommend this season. Is there anything, any specific episode you're like, yes, this is the one, like, that's well, going to get people back into? Uh, familia, a familia, familia guy, I think it was called. You know, the, the uh, guy? Yeah, the mob, uh, the mob one. I really love the last one that just aired. But episode one... I mean, they do some stuff in there. I think it's a, no, I was actually, no, it's the episode where Chris and um, uh, Stewie adopt a squirrel. That episode, there's a thing in there that Chris does, or Seth Green does about Jordan Peele that, you know, that basically got him canceled and then he had to apologize. And the way they, they're, they're just taking real, they're not taking jabs anymore. Right. They're hard rights and hooks <laughs> they're not, are going on. Yeah, they're, they're just going full bore. Yeah, but they're not, you see, there's another thing. They're not... Um, they're getting super meta now. They're not just uh, taking it, the shots against other people. They're taking it on themselves. Like, they had stuff that they did. You know, you're not a Family Guy viewer, but there's an old episode where they did a uh, barbershop quartet explaining mm-hmm. to someone they had AIDS. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that, I remember. Right, so they had to, like, jump back and forth into the different plots. You, you know, how got they, like, AIDS. Yeah. Full-blown AIDS, yep. not HIV. Yeah, that whole thing. So uh, they'll, they'll make a comment about, um, you know, that's look at that uh, skit. I now slightly regret 
<laughs> right. And then they make the guy who has AIDS, Tom Devaney, who's the main writer. He's like the EP, he's oh, the showrunner. They're like, Tom Devaney is the guy who definitely has AIDS. It's Tom Devaney. <laughs> and they're like, and then I had to look back to see if he wrote it, which I didn't do, That's the actual funny. AIDS episode. But they gave Tom Devaney AIDS, who I got to meet at the um, montage before it wasn't the montage anymore in <laughs> Beverly Hills. And he was the funny. nicest guy. And he was very funny. He just wanted to know if he was better looking than me. <laughs> He's like, I'm funnier than him, but am I better looking? Do you ever watch uh, Black AF? No, that's your show. You you keep. T- I have to watch Blackish first if I'm going to watch Black AF. Oh yeah, well there's just a scene because he plays himself. Uh, Kenya plays himself, but he runs into a writer who has a, like at a at a brunch, um, and it's <laughs> one of those like kind that of show. I think. Things. Yeah, you'll like that show. It's. I think fun. I'm going to have to get into that. So yeah, but I will say, and there's also this one. I got to tell you, I like them all. There's one where they're jumping back to all their cutaways. It's Cutaway Land. And they set the rules, and they're like, the rules of cutaway land are one of us can do, and they do, it's very good. And it's very meta, I have to say. 19 episodes. 19 seasons. 19 seasons, yeah. They're not messing around. All right, we've talked about this a little, but I just want to, you know, just put a a point on it. Um, Dave Chappelle on SNL. Yeah, we, we're getting to it today from last SNL, so we have a new one, I guess, coming up on Saturday. But last I week, think they're taking this week off, so oh, there but, won't be another one. So this is, I think they're doing a, a repeat from next week. See, we planned this just that way. Um, you want to know a monologue supposed to be done? I said John Mulaney did it. Dave Chappelle. I mean, again, this isn't a monologue. This is, Dave Chappelle is, um, he's gone beyond being a stand-up. I mean, he's one of the funniest men Mm-hmm. and most talented humans to walk the planet ever. That being said, I mean, he might he might be a revolutionary. He might be an activist. I mean, this guy, you don't need to watch the whole show. J- Jason was right about that. He turned me on to it. This is, watch the monologue. The opening monologue was like 15 minutes of just the best things you'll ever hear. And then the first sketch with the all uh, first sketch with the all state guy is <laughs> very funny. I mean, yeah, it's it's laugh yeah. out loud. I'm not going to show you that sketch while we talk because it's just too funny and I don't want to give anything away. But um, that monologue's about 16 minutes, so it's by far one of the longer monologues that's happened in the last few years, at least. Um, and then the sketch is five minutes, so it's about 20 minutes long total. Um, if you want to stay for uh, uh, a little bit of music or watch the um, uh, watch the weekend update, which is fine. Uh, you'll, you'll be in and out in less than 30 minutes, but it's this monologue and that first sketch are uh, two of the best things that SNL's put out in quite a while. Yeah, I would, I would absolutely agree with you. But again, I mean, don't you agree that the 16 minute monologue is much more than a stand-up? Sketch? Oh yeah. I mean, there's a lot of that monologue that's, I would say, Important. taking you on a journey, but also not funny necessarily and not on purpose, not funny. Um yeah just to kind of dig back into some stuff. And, you know, there is some stuff to be, you know, real stuff that only somebody like Dave Chappelle can bring out. I mean, there's a lot of this that's, you know, very real and honest and, uh, and, and kind of ties back into a, a white privilege that, you know, he's not beating you over the head or making you feel bad about it, but just letting you know, Hey, it's always bad for us. You know? <laughs> well, yeah. If you're not feeling bad though, there's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to feel something. I mean, there's a lot of feels when you're listening to this thing. If you're, uh, you know, an evolving human being with any form of sentience. Yep, absolutely, 100. percent It yeah. was a, it, a truly, you know, remarkable episode and a, a remarkable, you know, he did. You know, I, if you haven't had a chance to watch his stand-up that he recorded um, right around June, July, about over the Black Lives Movement, right when COVID was kind of starting, that he did from his house. There, like I said, not a ton of comedy there. No, that's really? not even stand-up. That's a speech. But 
a little bit of funny in there, but again, one of those riveting. changing things. Yes. It was riveting. It's really not funny at all. That thing he did in Ohio, right in the field, right. but yet riveting. You can't take your eyes or ears off it. And uh, listen, this guy talks and there's not one piece of fat. Yep. A hundred percent. Right. There's no fat. There's no like, um, let me, everything this guy says is a hundred percent meat. That's all I'm saying. I've never described anything like that. He, I would say he is a hundred. And he's like <laughs> tough meat. He used to be all skinny. I was watching a Chappelle show. He's all little. Now he's all big not, buff. Yeah, he's, he's, all meat. he's a, he's a, yeah. he's a, a bow he's Is that what it he's is? Imposing. He's imposing. I'd be a little nervous. I'd be like, you're a big dude. <laughs> like, I don't know if I want to mess around. Yeah. One of the, one of the best, I would say by far the best episode of the season. Uh, I'm just a big John Mulaney fan. So, you know, you're going to, you're going to, you know, but nothing is Chappelle. So, okay. That's my, the rest of it. I, uh, I, we both agree. You can, you can avoid unless you're super bored, but there's so much out. Go on. Oh yeah. So I want to talk about, and this is the show that I did finish, uh, Wayne. Yeah. So I want to spend a few minutes. I know we talked about it earlier, but yeah. So you finished it. Oh good. We could talk a little about it now. We could talk yeah. about episode. Nine. Well, I don't want to dig too deep into it. Cause I want everybody to watch it. I want to just explain this show a little bit more and get into it. Wayne is the, the, it, and I kind of figured out this a little bit. One of the writers of Deadpool uh, one of the, not the main writers or the creators or the showrunners, all those guys, it was one of them, but he did have a writing credit on Deadpool, uh, made this show. And it feels, and I, I kept trying to figure out what's going on, why it felt so Canadian to me. I even referenced um, uh, Letterkenny. I think that this was made in Canada. I mean, the, it's not a big stretch, Canada, the, Brockton, yeah. Mass, you know. The twins are Canadian. Um, a lot of this was filmed in Toronto. I think that this is something that came out of Canada. Listen, I'm, I, I couldn't argue that with you at all, but wait, you're going to set it up, right? All so. right, so let's set up this show. So this this is very much a, uh, uh, tr like you said, a true romance style show, but it's not, but it, it but it, it, and there are some, you know, with some of the violence and some of the cool kind of stuff in here, there, there is a, definitely a Tarantino-ness to this show, but I think that it's, even more than that, it feels to me like a combination of that. It feels a little bit like Heather's to me. Feels a lot like, um, I Just, like that reference. Heather's yeah. Michael Lehman. That's a good yeah. reference. There's something special about this show because there nobody behaves the way you expect and, and except every, but everybody also kind of behaves exactly like they're supposed to. Um, you know, you don't see people take these weird, wild swings away from with who they are. And at the same time, it's heightened and crazy. So it's, it's, it's definitely, it, it feels real and honest with, while also being completely heightened to a, a, a crazy level. Yeah. I mean, especially the violence and, and the way, you know, the consequences of the world mm -hmm. and how it's set up. Uh, you know, listen, I think there's a standout performances by Michaela Watson. And I think uh, that girl uh, who's the friend that comes in around episode six, I think her name's Odessa. Mm -hmm. uh, Azione is, is uh, she's, she's, by the way, Put her name up because I'll tell you something. She's someone to watch. Odessa Azion. Odessa Azion. Yeah, and it's A apostrophe Z, like Zion. Okay. Z-I-O-N. She is, uh, and you know, she comes in, she's in for a few episodes and she's out. It's not like she does anything so fantastic, but you're just like, that's a star. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah she's like, great. Right. Right, you looked her up, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah she's, she's someone that is a, is a standout to me. And Michaela Watson, she's always... Oh, is it Watson or Watkins? It's one of those. She's from Get Short. I mean, she's been in a million things. She's in everything. She's in the uh, the unicorn. She, you can't turn around without looking at Michaela. 
Oh yeah, she's all over the place. She's I, I think I remember her from New Girl. She's just everywhere. Right. She's, she's a female awesome. Michael Caine. <laughs> yeah, you can't you, you can't you can't move without. See, she was uh, what, did, what did Dennis Miller say? I turned it on and Michaela Watson was in my bar mitzvah video. <laughs> so uh, yeah, oh, Jeff Cesario, I bet knows that line. <laughs> I love that. Right? Um, now it around. Go on. Yeah, but it's but it's a great show. It's definitely one of those ones where like. You know, it would if you can if you don't like any sort of violence, it might not be the show for you. But if you can handle a little bit of violence with a lot of comedy and some heart and some really cool performances and just a fun show that doesn't go the way you expect it to, but feels good, this is the show for you. Um, this was originally an Amazon show that that just got oh, moved YouTube. over to uh, YouTube. Sorry, that got moved over to Amazon, so it's been out for a year. Um, but I think that there's just something special here if you. Uh, uh, if you have the opportunity to watch. Yeah, listen, and what else I like is that it's not a lot of sex. There's a lot of violence. The The profanity's bad, but that's really, uh, you know, again, it's just got an edge to it. That's really cool. I almost also reminds, I liked what you said about Heather's. It's a little softy brothers to me also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's absolutely. Sort of a, there's I'll a go realism there. That, that, that it lends itself to that's kind of a, a little unsettling. But otherwise, it's a, listen, before we stop and sign off on this, you know, usually I don't like penultimate episodes. But yep. the episode nine with our friend, the cop, uh, that turn that he took when he revealed his backstory. Oh, yeah, it was great. Oh, I'm sorry. Fight. I didn't realize it. Because I thought he was so good. And and it it's still a weird character to me, but that you really like. He still feels a little bit like a cartoon character to me. But that's, again, I think there's a that's why I think it's a Canadian show. <laughs> well, that's what Shit's Creek is, right? Yeah, exactly. There's something there's very Canadian aspect. about it. But I love it. It's like there's there's just something about him that's it's brilliant. And I love that. I love that scene. I love him. Um, I, I, I just love that show there. That, that's that, that weird balance where there's this kind of sitcom stuff or there's this kind of like, not hacky, but like, like very actory stuff going on with alongside some really subtle stuff that's going on. Yeah. Well, listen, this is the thing. Wayne's a must, must watch without yeah. a doubt. It's, there's, there's nothing bad about it. It goes by very fast. But like you said, I think you mentioned that the last time I talked about it. They're half hour or 38 minute episodes, but you feel like they're, they could, and you don't feel like they're hour episodes because they're going slow. You feel like they're hour episodes because they're, they're, there's so much going on. Exactly. You feel like there's, you know, things get done. Things are handled very well. There's a lot of fun to be had in this show. And that's, 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 that's really a big part of this to me. Like, you don't get many shows that feel full at 30 minutes. They either can do it for 20 or they can do it for 40, but they don't necessarily know how to do that weird middle ground of like 31 minutes that streaming does. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So, so before we continue on, should we talk a little about the fact that it's already November? It's almost Thanksgiving. I had to tell my, uh, someone, you know, like, Oh, the doctor, if I don't see you before that, happy Thanksgiving. I'm like, what the hell? It's the holidays. I don't get it. Okay. <laughs> I don't get it at all. Like I, it was just like, I I was looking at the clock and it was like so far away. Cause I was like, I'm not going to get my Xbox or my PlayStation or, or uh, my phone for like two months. And now it's all of a sudden here. It's like, it just yeah. kind of vanished by. Um, and like, seriously, like, and now it's getting cool outside. Like I, I got to, you know, I'm, I got, I'm, I'm in, it's hoodie weather, which I really appreciate. Um, but just like, I'm ready to, you know, I'm, I'm ready to hibernate and wake up when COVID's over. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Is that happening? Like when you go for hibernation, but meanwhile, it's definitely not happening before the holidays are over. So hibernation sounds good until yeah. we're done with new year's. Right. So yeah. 
you know, just kind of get on some MeUndies. And yeah, exactly. And exactly. What I think you should do is take it, buy as many MeUndies as you can and, and build some sort of fortress. Put them over pillows, <laughs> put them over whatever, but use them to nest. Take them, scoop them all up. My dog, so my dog the other day, because it was a little cool in the house and it's been a weird, it's a real weird time for it. But <laughs> five in the morning, comes into my room, jumps on the bed. Um, I have some, I had some clean clothes that, I had, that they were just sitting on the foot of the bed. And she just goes, and she dives under them and then starts patting them and then does a bunch of rolls. And before I know it, she's, she's covered herself in half a blanket and she's laying on all my underpants that she has turned into like a little footbed uh, for herself. Um, needless mm-hmm. to say, I had to wash all those again, but she like, she like, she just wanted to, she wanted to hibernate in that softness. She wanted to sleep sausage roll up in that softness. And I, I and, and for a second I was mad, don't get me wrong, but if, after a minute I was like, I get it. I get it. It's soft. It's soft. I got it. Well, it's interesting that you say that. I just realized, um, I've been leaving some clothes out <laughs> and well, wait, but one of the dogs, Chelsea, the little chihuahua, she's got a obsession with socks. Mm-hmm. And she usually takes Dylan's socks. But she is she finds one sock, the me undie socks. Those are the only ones that say me on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't bite them apart. She likes snuggling with them. She finds it, and then I have to go find the sock. Right. And I'm like, where is it? And I go, wherever Chelsea left it is where it is, because she was snuggling with it. I think the dogs know that there's a certain comfort factor going yeah. on here. Could we gift it to our dogs? I, I, I mean, I don't see why you can't. I would be, I, that's, that's one of those things. Like when somebody, you know, like too leaves much their money. will for their parents. Yeah. Or like to their parrot and you're like, oh great. I got to keep this 80 year old parrot for 30 more years before I get the, the rest of the, the will. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no. I mean, um, there is, um, there is something to be said for the softness of this stuff, man. It is so cozy. Right. And they got the membership and it's free shipping. And on top of it, listen to what I'm saying. Gifts are a pain in the ass. This is something that, You don't want to buy gifts half the time. So this is an easy thing. You just go online, meandies.com, offer code stuck, and you're just done. You just order somebody a membership. And as we say in Yiddish, it's shine fatik. Yeah. And you don't have to, you know, it doesn't have to be an awkward thing. You don't have to walk up to them and go, hey, what, what, what size underpants are you? What size bralette? No, you just give them the membership, let them pick their own yes. and they'll, they'll get it. And maybe they think it's a little weird at first and then they get them and they're like, then they'll walk by and you know, you'll just have a secret handshake. You know, when, when, you know, when I had a mini Cooper, you had like a, there's like a little wave you could do to the mini Cooper people. Same thing. You guys can have your MeUndies thing. You just be like, whatever. You just kind of, mm, yeah. Paul, I like that. Yarn, yeah. Yarn. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm so soft down there. People will know because you like you'll, you'll just be smiling different. You know, like it'll be that glow. Like people are like you're not a virgin anymore. Be like you're not a me You wear me undies now. I could tell. And you're like, yeah, yeah. Listen, I wanna I wanna just say as a uh, liability avoider, don't 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 gift them to your coworkers. <laughs> Maybe not. I but don't know. To, I mean, there's pajamas there. To, oh yeah, that's right. Don't gift underwear to, but get them the pajamas. Get them the lounger. That's the thing. They got get the lounger the now. Yeah. But wait, but wait, even if you don't get in the membership, they have all that new, uh, like the loungewear and the special PJ sets that are the holiday stuff now they're mm-hmm. doing, right? Which I just actually looked at. They got the reindeer one. Did you see that one? Oh, yeah. Got it. Got it. Yep. Yeah. Loungewear. So yeah, do it. And it's, uh, you know, it's- That's it's, appropriate. It's uh, meandies.com, offer code stuck, and you will you will love it. You will love it. So where do right. we leave off at, Wayne? So I just want to talk about a couple more of these must-watches. Great. Um, a teacher. I don't know if I know this one. Okay, so a teacher is the new FX on Hulu, Kate Mara show. 
Now, this show was a, originally, I think it was 2013, there was a movie by the, the, uh, the woman who directed the TV show, created the TV show, Hannah, uh, I believe her name is, and she uh, was Sundance, one of the big festival darlings. And the movie itself, which is what FX did that's interesting, they dropped the first three episodes. You know how FX on Hulu does that? They give you like three or four or whatever, like right. they did it with Big Little Lies, not yep. Big Little Lies, uh, uh, Little Fires Everywhere. Yep. Reese's in a lot of things that little... The word little is involved in. Let's look into that one day. All right. So, so the, uh, why was I saying that though, Jace? You're just talking about they dropped a. Yeah. So uh, they dropped a three and how the movie was, the movie that got all, I don't know if it won the jury award. It won something, you know, the, the, and it was called the teacher. It was, uh, it ended at the uh, blow up where everyone found out about their affair. Right. So, um, the three episodes they drop now are kind of, Leading up to where they start there, and I'm using, you know, affair. This is where you use air quotes because this is really about abuse. This is a very, uh, it's on must watch because everyone must watch this because it didn't take the typical point of view. It took the hot female teacher, you know, that guy, you know, are you a hero? Are you a victim? You know, there's an entire, how does it affect, how does this abuse long term? So where it's going to go from here. And, and, and I think that the way to watch this, if you can wait, is to watch it all together. Mm -hmm. Because they're doing a lot of time jumps in this. They're going to go from this to the end of the blow up of the thing. And then they're going to go like, I think it's five years later and then five years later to see the fallout and how, it, how, this, how this abuse affects their life. Now, I was, uh, I, it's a weird line they walked in these first three episodes. It's, uh, it's very disturbing. It's a very tough watch. Kate Mara, I mean, you know, she's, uh, again, another one of these. Savant, like, no, I'm sure she does a lot of things well, so I can't call her Savant, but she's a genius. You know, again, I don't, I feel like I throw the word around a lot, but I only talk about things that I really love. Like, the things I rip apart, I rip apart. I That's mean, this right. Is, yeah, she is something, you know, different that every little nuance, every little eyeball move, every little twitch to her, to as a, as a performer, as an artist, it means something you're supposed to notice. And she does it. She does it in the looks, even these little looks of excitement that she's supposed to be mad at. And she's seemingly doing everything to the letter. Like, no, we can't do this anymore. We can't talk. You know, this is inappropriate. And, you know, but really she didn't. And it's her drawing him in. And it's so subtle. It is so subtle because a guy, especially a 17-year-old turning 18-year-old boy, mm -hmm. doesn't really need a lot of encouragement. Right. You know, right. To, groom, um, to be groomed. It's a really interesting thing. I don't want to get too far into the, like the realities of this type of stuff, but um, we, uh, you know, we, we have the TikTok. Stephanie has her TikTok, and we we put put a lot of different stuff out, and mm -hmm. we put out one, uh, and and the girl happened to look a little bit like Stephanie, um, wasn't obviously her, but uh, had the same color hair, and they're both white, and so uh, so there was a lot of stuff like, hey, you look like her, but it was about a teacher who uh, seduced a, a male molested. student and molested a male student, and. Right. You know, you would you wouldn't believe the number of comments, or you know, like that were just like good for him. Why don't I have a teacher like that when I was younger? Right. You know, and, and it was mostly dudes doing that, and it was like, hey, you look like her, are you her? Uh, kind of stuff, and and it was really disturbing. Like then you you get a couple normal people on, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with this? It's like, yeah, you could take this whole TikTok comment chain and just send it over to uh to catch a predator it's gross but that's but that that's yeah. a that's a weird thing about um this particular issue that is kind of gone unsaid we kind of accept it because boys score and girls are a pro property and 
And uh, to have something like that that's really nuanced and going into it, I think, is a great thing. Yeah, and I think they chose uh, Kate Mara. You know, she's, you know, beautiful. And she's sexy, but she's also, to me, she's not, you know, the go-to, like, oh, my God, it's, you know, uh, I don't know, you know, whoever today is, but it's uh, Angelina Jolie. I don't know who that is today. You know, uh, Robbie right. Margot. Margot Robbie. You know, Margot it's Margot Robbie. Robbie. It's like, no matter what, she's gorgeous. You know, it's like, right. so they didn't go to someone like that. They went to someone like Kate Mars, absolutely breathtaking and beautiful, and she's very sexy. But, but also could play it down. Yes, she can play it down, even though she is dressing provocative for school. Like my mother said, who's a teacher her whole life, said, like, I don't know, she dressed too provocative. Who No one would dress like that. Yeah, well, you would if you were looking forward right. to going to school and maybe, you know, uh, grooming a young Person. victim. Yep. You know, so there's something, again, and uh, it's a... The performances are fantastic. It's a uh, very, it's a methodically paced show. It's not a quick mover, but the time jumps are super interesting. And what we have to look forward to is, it, I feel it's just important aside from the artistic accomplishments that are going on in this thing. Right on. All right. So I'm going to do one more because we all know about Seduced and we, we've talked about that a lot, but this one kind of surprised me. Um, not, I don't know why, but I, it does. Uh, Law and Order SVU. Well, you um, must watch. Yeah, I'm a fan overall, but this new season, they they just, listen, this show is so great and so relevant. It's th there's a reason it's the only Law & Order left, right? Okay. Is it right? the only one at this point left? Yeah, because SVU, uh, Mariska Harditay, uh, Norberto Barbara, the, the guy, you know, these Ice-T, right? This is Ice-T. Ice yeah, I mean, the legend. You know, th these... They're dealing immediately. They're dealing with masks. They're dealing with COVID. They're dealing with what's going on. But they're not dealing with it in the sense of COVID. They're dealing with it as a backdrop, but how it's relating to the victims, to the crimes, and then they're dealing with Black Lives Matters, they're dealing with Breonna Taylor, and this is all in the first episode. And if you don't get all the feels in this thing, and they're putting Mariska Hargitay on, basically, on the skewer, like, you are definitely a part of this systematic racism, and they, they, they peel this freaking onion uh, a lot, and you, you're shifting in your seat, and, and there's something that there's stating about this new season, I think, that's, we're not shying away from one thing. If you're not comfortable right now, maybe don't watch. Yeah, I mean, that's that's part of this whole thing, and, and I think it's good that it's an NBC show and not a CBS show, because you're not going to see this on Blue Bloods, probably. Right. Um, but uh, I, I had seen an, uh, an interview with Ice-T that said that they were going to deal with this, the police stuff head on, you know, like they're having to recreate all of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. There's -Nine. definitely a thing where they have to go into this. And he said that they were going to, and I'm, I'm impressed that they are because it's a risk, you know, you know, while most people agree with the Black Lives Matter movement and, and there's a majority there, it's not like a cut and dry, like. 60 40 there's a lot of little edges yeah. there and so to actually decide to make that decision to get into that stuff and hopefully it goes throughout the entire season and they really evaluate it is is impressive oh yeah well what they've set precedent wise for this season that's what i'm saying there's no way they can turn away now good this is uh and and the guy who plays the new uh, uh prosecutor uh devon uh the chief uh, he is whoo man he is good and he awesome. came in fierce this episode. Him and Ice T have this scene where he has to pull her away from he has to pull him away from Mariska. And they're talking, you know, black man to black man. And and you're a fly on the wall in this thing. And it is it's 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 some stellar Strong, acting, but it's powerful. Yeah, yeah, I mean, listen, it, it's it's hitting every button. That's awesome. 
I mean, it's, you know, especially for a show that's been on a, an, as long and as prolific as the Law & Order series is, like, to be able to find some new stuff and really be able to attack it head-on, which, you know, that's what it, that's supposed to be what the rule is. They're supposed to come from the headlines. But normally that's the crime, not the, not the, not the police. And to, to mm-hmm. actually own that and to take that part on is awesome. I, I, I applaud that and I'd watch that. Yeah, absolutely. And the last thing I'll say is that, you know, it, it's a... Um, because it is procedural, yes, there's a serialized element to it, but you don't have to have known, you don't have to know anything that has gone on in any of the previous seasons. You could pop right in, start with last night's episode, and just keep waiting for the new ones to drop. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw one in there um, just because. Yeah. Uh, l- yesterday's episode of The Mandalorian is the first great episode since the finale. It okay, tell us why. So... The, there's there's a lot of plot there's a little bit of plot to go in but basically the the whole thing is he's on uh the mandalorian has baby yoda and is trying to find a way to get baby yoda back to his people and as far as the uh mandalorian is concerned that's the jedi so he's trying to find jedi and uh he stops at a uh at a planet that's like a fish planet uh it's like a sea bearing planet where it's not where like admiral akbar comes from or all those uh they're called mon calamari but they they fish there and there's a couple other planet yes is this where uh, the eggs were from? This is where the this is where the eggs. So Maybe in the last eggs? one, they had to take some eggs, um, and the the and her name is Lady Frog. She so had to take Lady Frog and her eggs to go meet male, Man Frog, so they could get uh, seasoned. <laughs> See, <laughs> I listen. I listen. No, no. So that's 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 the that's kind of what gets them there. Um, mm-hmm. And they meet each other at the beginning of the episode, and they go off and they babysit Baby Yoda for a little while while he goes on his adventure. But in this episode one, we get. Three more Mandalorians, some of them that are popular from the cartoon. Uh, there's a nice big fight. There's a nice big heist. Huh. It moves the story forward, but also contains, it stays contained in its own little episode. So you you get some references to some people that you really want to see. Um, you see some real action. Who are the um, people? Do you know offhand or no? Don't, uh, don't answer if you don't know. Bo-Katan, it's uh, one of the Mandalorians from... Um, from the Clone Wars. This is also the episode that has the WWE wrestler in it. Um, so there's some, you know, and, and you get to see the Admiral Akbar fish people again, which people really like. Um, and also um, they make references to Ashoka Tano, who's a Jedi from the, the animated series that are people really like probably the most popular non-movie based character out there as far as Star Wars concerned. Huh. So she's referenced. You get to see um, you, uh, Giancarlo again. Um, and so it's a really good episode, really well made, packed. It's only 30 minutes long and really good. Um, and it was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, and it's good. But here's the question I'm going to ask you first and foremost. Is this, are you adding this to a must-watch list as a single standalone episode, or are you saying that this episode now puts The Mandalorian on a must-watch list for this season? I think it, you can probably skip the first episode if you don't care, if you don't like, uh, if you don't like Justified. Watch the first episode if you're a big fan of Justified, because uh, basically that's what you got in that first episode. The second episode's kind of fun. You could kind of start there. It doesn't really change anything, but you could start at this episode and be very happy. It, the stuff leading up to it makes this a, the first episode where I go, okay, I could get into this show if this is the show. If. Yep, if this is the show, if this is how it continues. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. This is her second episode she directed. The first one was also very good. It was the one with, that introduced Gina Carano to it, uh, Another one of those ones where she dropped into a strange planet had to save some people. So what's the deal? They got Gina Carano. They got the MMA, XMMA fighter. Then yeah. they got the WWE wrestler. Yeah. Like this is a thing now they're just doing? 
Well, I, I think WWE definitely is working their their asses off to try and bring more uh, uh, people into the acting side of things from John Cena on over. Um, and this is Sasha Banks, so they're really trying to bank on these, uh, you know, these is entertainment stars. And so she doesn't have very many lines. So I think she says like two or three things, but she looks badass. She fights badass. Well, that's what you guys paid for. Yeah, exactly. No one's so, paying her to act. <laughs> no, but, uh, but it was definitely a fun episode in it. Um, a lot of the things that you were waiting for, this would be a, this would have been a perfect first episode of the season. Hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go. Okay. Uh, do we want to, Oh yeah. I just want to do the watch ones and we'll kind of go through these a little bit faster cause we're running yes. out of time. Uh, uh, but wheels of fortune. I saw this on there. Talk to me about this one just a little bit. What's the premise? Okay. So the premise is, uh, Brewster's millions. Basically, uh, it's not an uncle. It's your, uh, your father who abandoned you. It, it, listen, this movie is, is terrible. <laughs> Let's just be clear, but it's still oh, on the watch cause it's a late night movie and there's a moment. It's very funny by the way. There's, uh, but there's a moment in the movie about, uh, halfway through the movie where, he makes this political statement and that's where the, the gears kind of grinded from. I'm like, wait, is this a Republican movie? Like, and I don't care about politics. I'm saying, but I don't want to watch a movie that's slanted one way or the other. Right. I just want to watch a funny movie. Right. I don't want to talk about politics. I don't, but when he has to go to LA and he starts talking about liberals and I think he uses the term libtards and it was like, Whoa, that, and then he, he used the excuse that he was afraid of water, so he didn't want to race the boats. But what the setup is, it's this guy who's a mechanic. He's always got the short end of the stick, super poor, father abandoned him, and he's in the race world, motocross, tractor pulls, you know, uh, the whole, uh, anything you can think of that's not NASCAR. He races it. Right. He fixes it. But he always wanted to be a racer. <laughs> so then when his father died, who's one of the richest men in the world, uh, he left him on a, a, a quest. And the quest is you have to win four races in all these different divisions. And if you're a race fan, it's interesting. But it's also like that late night R-rated comedy. The uh, woman who plays uh, his love interest, who's his best friend's stepmom, you know, is a, it's, it's, you know, there's kind of that R-rated weird kind of wasted stoner humor. That give, me is, a, give me a movie that it reminds you of. Well, it reminds me of uh, what is it, Grandma's Boy? Oh, okay. So it's that kind of movie. Are you sitting yeah, on, the, like, on the on the Sandler side of things, like the happy, like the Happy Gilmore type of comedy? Are you talking that kind of stuff? Is that this kind of movie or the the stunt one with uh, Adams? Uh, not with Adam Sandler. Um, no, the, with with Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that yeah, kind of movie? It's one of those kind of movies. It's one of those kind of movies, but it's not as funny and it's, it's not, not as uh, smart by any not, means. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys. Watch this movie. It's not as smart as The Water Boy. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's no, no, no. I was saying. <laughs> no, I was saying the Andy Samberg stuff, pop star and the devil. Well, pop stars are very funny. Yeah, uh, but you know, what I'm just saying. It's like, guys, listen. It's not going to be quite the cerebral, it's not uh, as heady head trip as Ma- that Happy Gilmore was. But as Billy uh, Madison, stick with it. Yes, stick you, with it. you will get there. So yeah, I mean, listen. It's it's got a lot of race stuff. It's got a lot of pretty people. Uh, it's got a lot some really funny moments. It's dark. And if you're stoned enough, it's a watch. Right, got it. Six Underground is a Michael Bay movie that's come out a couple of years ago. It's got Ryan Reynolds in it. <laughs> Not a couple of years ago. It's like two months ago. Oh, that's the under- thing about Netflix. You're uh, two, What are you talking about a couple of years ago? Probably not a whole six, couple of years ago. But this is what Netflix has done. It, it came out in December of 2019. It's almost a year old. Almost a year old. 
Yeah. Amazing. I just, it passed right by me and I decided, okay, I'll, I'll watch it. Now, the thing is, I basically wrote this movie for Sony uh, years before this ever came out, but that doesn't matter. I have no case. I'm sure a million people wrote the movie with a billionaire, you know, uh, is fed up with the world affairs and he's going to fake everyone's death. And they're going to now kill the bad people Mm -hmm. with a whole bunch of money and no rules that they have to play by. Classic Michael Bay. Everyone's gorgeous. Everyone's obnoxious. It's the richest of everything. There's Ferraris and scenes. You you, you could easily use a Taurus. And there's, uh, you know, there's shots that you're like, I don't even know that shot. That shot was probably nine days to get that shot. But yeah, yeah, I needed to see that dot falling off the building. So there, there's that. Um, and, but, but listen, this is a, it's just, again, it's a watch. It's like, put your brain to sleep. It's Ryan uh, Reynolds. I feel like they just were like, oh, we got this team together from Deadpool. Let's just like do a movie real yeah. fast and I'll make a grip of money. That, that, and it's kind of funny. The, another show, a movie that's been written by the people who wrote Deadpool, um, but yep. not as good as Wayne. So <laughs> no, no, I'm telling you, it's the same thing we started talking about in the beginning of the show with the 49ers injuries. When you leave the field, like that writer from Wayne was the guy who was all pushed down in the background. He's like, I wrote Deadpool too. And everyone's like, sure you did, buddy. And he's like, then he busts out and he does Wayne. Yeah. Well, and I also th- but then they're also Canadian. All these guys are Canadians, including Rad Reynolds, which is really interesting to me. Um, uh, but, and then on the other side of it too, like, I think that, you know, if, if Michael Bay had directed Wayne, we would have watched a different show too. Like if the guy who was directing this thing, maybe would have got a different, we would have had that, that sensibility. I think that there's something to be mm-hmm. said about content in the, the, the hands of different people, different auteurs. Yeah. And this is the movie and you see Michael Bay is the best borrower that there is, you know, like you see a lot of stuff from hardcore Henry, like, and you know, there's the ridiculous leaps and I'm going to end on this. It's like, just cause a guy does parkour, it doesn't mean he can do parkour underwater and he's a scuba expert. Like it doesn't just make him available to do all things on things because he can do parkour. So, you know, the stretches that you're asked to make are a lot, which is why a year later, if you have not seen this movie, I put it on the watch list. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. You can you can put it on, do your, like, fold clothes, watch it. <laughs> right. Exactly right. So let's blow through the last video. Young Sheldon. And- yeah, Young Sheldon confuses me. What the hell is going on? Young Sheldon? Yeah, listen, I like the show. Here's the thing. Again, I put it on the watch list for people. If you're caught up to all the other stuff, there's three new episodes in the new season. There, New season stuff, sometimes it's just worth watching because you're watching things as current as what's going on. So even if it's a, even if it's a, uh, in Texas in a period piece, you're still hearing people in, from being in a room like two weeks ago. So there's a certain currency that you get from watching these things that might be interesting to you. That's what I find. Got it. Okay. And then Bachelorette, we've talked about a little bit. Trashy, but awesome. Yeah, but it went from must-watch to watch because yep. they got rid of Claire, and now they got a new girl, and I'm not convinced yet. Not convinced. All right. Okay. So, and we talked about Be Positive. That's the oh. one with uh, Thomas Middleditch and just awful. Yeah. Chick Fight, I have not heard of. This is another one to avoid. Yeah, you know what it is? It's, uh, I don't know why they're doing this, this underground fighting world. Now, this is like uh, girls in the bare knuckle or the MMA fighting thing, but it's not like, it's just so freaking bad. It's like the B-movie version of it. And then Jungle Land is the same thing with Charlie Hunnam, and they're trying to do this serious, like, there's this real underground, like, no one lives, like, Charlie Hunnam's working at a garmento factory, like, some kind of textile factory where I was like, hey, ladies, every, like, it's the weirdest, most weirdly paced, uh, like, heady, pretentious, and by the way, I am going to tell you this, 
There's no underground bare knuckle boxing. No. Go 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 take me there. No, it doesn't people, exist. People would be dead or it would end very quickly. There's right. nothing. And the two brothers, they're the best in the world. Like, listen, I, I did Warrior. I get it. Two brothers who are the best at something, it's always a stretch. Don't put him in some fake underground, like, every which way but loose world with Clint Eastwood and an orangutan. This is not, you know, and I think it's like this guy, Henry Winkler's kid. Listen, nepotism is usually a good thing. That's why they made a word for it. That's a line from Moonbase 8. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, well, I, so I'm looking up Chick Fight, and it looks like it should be a comedy. Well, yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, it's a comedy that it got made. Yeah. Well, it's got, you know, it's got Fortune Feimster. It's got Dulce Sloan. It's got Adam, Alec Baldwin in it. Yeah, which uh, is, that's why I turned it on. Malin Ackerman, who's very funny a lot of times. So Malin, this is supposed yeah, she can be great, but mm, not this one. Malin huh? is great, but no, this is a, this looks like a money job or something. Yeah. Well, the director has only directed a couple things. Um, I'm just trying uh, to save people time. Yeah. There's not a lot in that, in that list of things that uh, the director has done. It's this and then a TV series called The Cleaners and some and then the writer is only known for writing this and some movie called or I'm going to guess this is not a, even a really a movie but like a fan film called Batman Personal Issues. Uh, this is what I'm saying. It, so, it reeks of that. And it doesn't reek of like, wow, I'm watching someone great for the first. It's like how they got this together. I'm just telling you I'm going to save you 98 minutes of your life. It. Go learn the piano. <laughs> go watch the piano yeah go watch the piano thank you on that note we will see you next week right we'll see you on we'll see you next week Stay we may safe. just oh, oh, well, just one thing we may go, be doing go, go. A, a little bit of a thing on Sunday so that that uh, we may not have a Monday show but we'll, we'll kind of figure that out um, but uh, we're going to be around all next week and we'll have some fun so stay safe stay sane stay strong Jason Smith Cliff Dwarfman happy weekend I love yeah. you